From the kitchen, I heard the sound of the refrigerator door closing, followed a few moments later by the sound of water running. Anne had drunk her half-glass of non-fat milk and rinsed out the glass, a nightly ritual. The click of the light switch in the kitchen came next, followed by the rhythmical shuffling of her slippers on the hallway carpet. I opened my eyes as she came into the bedroom. She slipped out of her robe and draped it over the foot of the bed, then stood motionless in the darkness, silhouetted against the pale oblong of the room's large single window. Her nightgown was sheer, soft, transparent gauze, tracing the swell of her breasts, the curve of her stomach and thigh. Her hair was loose around her shoulders. She was standing with her chin lifted, back arched, as if she were trying to identify some distant sound in the night. Did she know how erotic her body was, outlined against the pale window light? Had I ever told her that she excited me more when she wore her nightgown than when she was naked? Did she know that... Yes, I could feel myself tightening, sexually quickening. You have a chronic case of the weekend hots, she'd once said, mischievously teasing me after we'd made love. And yes, she was right. For as long as I could remember, Friday and Saturday nights were those special times for love. But it was no longer Friday night. It was 2.15 a.m. Saturday morning. Beneath a blanket of fog blowing in from the ocean, San Francisco was finally falling silent. The theaters were dark, and the bars had just closed. Only the hookers and the bathhouses and the after-hours clubs were still doing business. We'd gone to a small French restaurant in the neighborhood for dinner, then gone to a movie a double feature. Driving home, yawning and laughing about it, we'd ruefully agreed that Friday night double features were for teenagers. Now she was turning to sit on her side of the bed while she took off her slippers, bending down to align them perpendicularly to the bed. Anne is a precise person, A methodical person, a person who depends on order in her life. She teaches fourth grade at the City School for Boys, one of San Francisco's few private schools. Once, visiting her in her classroom after school, I'd chided her about her pens and pencils, each one aligned so precisely in her center desk drawer. I'd drawn back the blanket for her, as I always did. She slid beneath the covers, sighed once, deeply, then turned toward me as I turned toward her. I slid my left hand between the pillow and her neck. I felt her body responding, moving closer to mine. But it was a tentative response, gently temporizing. She kissed me, a light, non-committal kiss. The message was clear. Tonight, this particular Friday night, she was too tired. She hoped, believed, that I would understand.
confirming it. She buried her face in the hollow of my shoulder, whispering, I'm pooped, aren't you? As she spoke, I felt her body come tentatively closer, but like the kiss, it was a confirmation of affection, not an invitation to make love. Well, I moved my right hand, lightly caressing the small of her back, exploring that particular mystery of flesh between the cleft of her buttocks and the base of her spine.